Civil Group, Real Estate and Ramblings, Episode 10, are coming soon to the private exclusive and other lingering questions. Hi, everybody. So it's role reversal time. For those of you that don't know or don't really care, usually I write the outline for the podcast and Michael does the music and doesn't stay on point with my outline, of course, and I'm always trying to pull him back and focus. Well, out of the blue today, an outline appears on my desk for another podcast episode. Transla- translation, we're all in for a doozy. Well, well. Hold on to your hats, everyone. Michael has written the outline. So I picked the music, wishing and hoping. I chose this because we were all talking about agent videos and agent videos talking and driving and talking and driving. And so Melissa and I started in on wishing and hoping because that's what it kind of remained reminded me of as we kept saying what's up with these agents who are videoing and talking and videoing and talking thus our intro music so here we go michael you're on buddy and you're outlined <laughs> hello jennifer you're so, no i just said hello jennifer i already started with this is role reversal time it's your outline it's your show bud right so i just said hello jennifer and i say hello michael you got you got it now. You want to do it again? No, no, we're good. Are, are you sure? I'm good. A little confused over no, there. No, I'm. I mean, because you got me role reversing. I'm now taking off my blazer and. We're sweat. not role playing. Like uh, you just changed it up today. No, go ahead. You're on. Go you're, for it. You good? Yeah, I'm good. You I'm sure? ready. Yeah. Jason, go. you good? Are you ever good? Fine. You're fine. Fine today. Just you know, a little bit hungry now. You're hungry. You didn't eat. No. They didn't feed you around here. There's no cookies? Because he was sitting here waiting for you to be no ready popcorn. to do your podcast. You had all the, uh, the cheese puffs yesterday, so I didn't get it. Damn straight. So, Jennifer, have you noticed all the coming soons and the new coming soon pushes recently? What are your thoughts on the latest trend in our market? From my viewpoint, some of the action feels like some of our peers are using coming soon as their own private exclusives. Which makes me wonder. Whose interests are they serving? The seller client or their own? What's your feeling on this recent development, Jen? Well, I think uh, the recent coming soons are their own private exclusive. But as we all know, and I don't think the consumer knows, we are not allowed to show coming soons. We're not allowed to market coming soons because we're not supposed to... um, be showing those because we're supposed to be cooperating but i think if they're pushing a listing is coming soon it's not coming soon the mls then they're not it is a private exclusive because those agents are not um are not held to the standard that we are held to as part of the bright mls system right so they can push a coming soon on instagram let's say and they can market a coming soon on instagram and if it's not in the mls then they're not held to the same standards that we're all trying to stay we're all trying to follow as cooperating agents right so really they're not their seller's best interests are not at the forefront of what they're trying to do so what do you think of like i'm gonna coming soon something that i have coming soon and i'm gonna play with it on my social media my contacts my network and if i'm able to sell it yourself myself mr miss Seller. Seller. I'm going to only do it for 3%. Yeah, but that house hasn't been pushed to the public. 
like it's not on the MLS. I mean, who knows what buyers are out there as we've seen with all of our listings because we put them on the MLS, like what buyers are out there that we don't even know about? What agents have buyers that are kind of watching that could be a consumer for that property? And then thus that price gets pushed to a place that it may not have gotten pushed to before because we just didn't expose it to the whole market. So it's kind of like our project in Chestnut Hill where people were coming out of the woodwork before we listed the house. Our own our own. Yeah. House. Yeah. Our spec house that yes. we just built. Yeah. And we had multiple suitors prior to us listing it. Yeah. And weren't even in the ballpark of where that's going to sell. Correct. Because somebody came out of the woodwork that we didn't even know was looking in Chestnut Hill. And, and there were multiple buyers once it got put on the multiple listing service that agents with buyers that we didn't even realize were out there. All the buyers after it was listed were people that weren't even on the radar. No, and what's interesting about that is we obviously sell a lot of real estate in Chestnut Hill. We have a lot of listings in Chestnut Hill. And so we always think we know the buyer pool that's out there. And we're always surprised at the next property that we put on the MLS, the buyers that come out with agents that we didn't even realize were out there. And we always think, oh, we know who the buyer is going to be or we know who the agent's going to be that shows it. And we're always surprised because when you put it out to the whole market and you put it out to the consumers that are out there, we're always there's always people that are looking that you didn't realize were looking at the time or people that were relocating that at the time we didn't know about. And so, yeah, like with our spec house, those buyers were buyers we didn't even know were in the buyer pool at the time. Had no clue. Right. So... Yeah, I think it's just like a private exclusive. It's not in the best interest of the seller. And had we taken one of those earlier offers, we wouldn't even be, like I said, in the ballpark. No. And those were those were early offers before we were on the MLS. Yeah. So think of like you're pushing this coming soon concept. I'm going to save you money if I'm able to pull this off. But like how much money is left on the table? Yeah. And how in how in good conscience can you like sit there with a seller? It's their biggest some some people may, might be their biggest asset, right? They've seen a tremendous increase in value over the years. Mm-hmm. How can you, as a real estate professional, sit in their kitchen, going over everything, and your little game to make yourself look like a superstar? How can you sit there and and honestly tell them you're going to get them top dollar when there's no freaking way they know all the buyers in the marketplace. Well, the goal of that agent is to get other listings in the neighborhood. So the goal of that agent is to propel their own best interest is how am I going to now make Betty Sue around the corner see that I'm a great listing agent and I get her listing is because I'm going to look like a superstar and sell this in one day by pushing it on my Instagram or, or however I'm pushing it in my pocket. And now I've got seller and buyer and I look like a superstar, but really I'm not doing what's in the best interest of my seller. I'm doing what's in the best interest of me. Of uh, me. Totally. Yeah, me. Now it's fine if the seller thinks that if the seller knows what's up, I mean, if we want to. Or if a seller doesn't want people in their house. Yeah. It's kind I mean, of... We've had that happen. Well, it's kind of like what I just did in Florida too, Michael. I am a real estate professional. I have a house in Florida. I knew full well what I was doing by putting it in somebody's pocket. And I know I probably left money on the table. But I knew that going into it because I didn't want people trumpsing through the house. I just wanted to sell it. 
And so if these sellers here know, hey, I don't want people through the house, I just want you to sell it and get me something clean and good, well then that's what they're doing and they know it. But I think these sellers don't realize that, hey, this is in the best interest of these listing agents who just want to get the next two listings around the corner. I mean, that's the goal, right? Well, well. So since we're going down this path with our peers, can you enlighten me, Jen? Because maybe maybe you have a better maybe you have a better read on this than me. But could you potentially enlighten me to what the hell is going on with all these lifestyle shoots? I mean, I know I'm on social media, and I know we have the most followers in pretty much anybody around. Um, what is the bloody point of constantly doing lifestyle shoots? And and why don't you make us do them? Why don't I make us do them? Because I don't have the time. I don't have the time. Who has the time right now to go get the photographer to make sure their outfit looks right, to make sure they've got the whole thing choreographed, to make sure, in my case, it would be, right, Melissa, who is the time <laughs> for the hair, the makeup, the outfits, the theatrical, you know, where's the photo going to take place? We don't have the time because we're it? selling real estate, Michael. So if you look at... What is it doing? Not to allow you to be on your soapbox because I feel like I'm on this outline. I'm, I'm the one in the hot seat. But let's think about it. That takes a whole day. And if you look at some of these agents and the volume they're producing, they're really not selling real estate. So what they're doing is they're more all about their followers. They're more all about their Instagram. They're more all about conveying a look of how much real estate I sell. And I think if we want to call a spade a spade, there was a certain brokerage out there when they broke into the market that put these agents out there and made these quote unquote lifestyle shoots part of their shtick yeah, right it, so it's part of their shtick now everybody wants to do it and so now everybody goes on instagram and thinks that like putting this out there is going to convey a level of i'm busy i'm a professional i have a business and here i am out in front of my business but when you're doing as much real estate or selling as much real estate or managing as much real estate as we are right who has the time to go through these Real estate shoots, it's lifestyle shoots. It's like nobody has the time for that. Yeah, but it's expanding now. How about the theatrical poster skits that are in our news feed almost daily? And it, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty clear some of our peers really like themselves. And I'm going to get a little snarky. It's too bad their overall production doesn't match their need to land, you know, their need to lampoon themselves on social media. Well, I mean, I'm just like, where, where, where are we drawing the line here on like, what's professional and like, what's just like being a clown? Well, and does being and does, does, does and, translating and does being so, a clown? Hold on a second. No, no, you, 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 you hold, with all due respect, you with hold all on. due respect. With be, does being ask, a clown and lampooning yourself, does that? actually sell real estate well that's what i was gonna say does does being a good but being good in front of the camera translate to being a good realtor and does being able to convey yourself over video or being able to 
you know, create these kind of shticks make you a good realtor? And the answer is no. It's yes, you can show a house very well on video and that might make you good at showing the house, but showing the house is just one little I mean, piece I guess... of putting the deal together. You've got to be you have to be good at one putting the price out there and being able to value the property two being able to then put the deal together three being being a good negotiator and being able to work on your clients in your client's best interest on your client's behalf to get to the settlement table there's way more at putting a sale together than being able to put a really good stick out there on instagram i mean i guess some are some are funny but i just don't understand when playing playing dress up um, do you really think that dictates your ability to sell real well, estate? It's kind of kind of bizarre. Do you really think, in the end, a consumer chooses their realtor by what's on Instagram? No. I mean, we've done a lot of different educational um, seminars on this, but in the end, it really, real estate is real estate one hundred and one. It's who do you know? It's what are your testimonials? It's how well have you transacted real estate in the past? And who refers you the business? It's not whether I can skip like Dorothy down the stairs of a house in a costume and that's how I'm going to get chosen to be somebody's realtor. I, I hope that's not how I'm chosen. I hope it's the brain between my two ears and what I can put together as far as getting a, a property sold or how we market a home or how we get from listing to settlement I mean, we were just on a listing appointment five minutes ago. It's how we convey ourselves. It's how we properly market a, a house and how we work with the seller to get them what they need. I mean, let's let's stay on this rant. Oh God, do I this have rant to? for a second here. I need another swig of coffee. I mean, one of my one of my favorite things I see going on right now, though, are the selfie videos while driving. I mean, how stupid can you be? while getting the word out to your 200 followers that you have a new listing coming soon. I mean, and, and who- And videoing and driving and videoing and driving. I don't know why that is the way you convey to anybody that you have something coming soon. I don't know. It's gonzo. It, it Every is. time because I see who's it. who's really driving and videoing. There's a lot of them that do it. And Melissa, who's in the room and we talk about all the time, is that really a good point of view to have a video on you from no. the down no below? No one wants to see your double chin. Nobody wants to. <laughs> oh, dude, there's a call. Or, up your, or, uh, or from yeah. a lower <laughs> to oh, up your dude, nose. Dude, there are a few right now that are doing these like zoom-ins. Uh, it's just like, some, um, somebody save them. Tell them. You better have your Botox right to I have mean, that close-up. <laughs> enough already. And, and up yeah. the nose is the crazy one. Anywho. Enough about the hobbyists and the exhibitionists in our business. Let's talk facts for a second, Ranella. Do you want to share some numbers from last year? I, I mean, as the top team in Chestnut Hill, I was pretty proud of our individual production for 2023. So what, what do we got going on? So here? I have prepared numbers for us all. Yes, 2023 was an interesting year for real estate. Um, the number It was of, down. It was down, which makes it really interesting because... Yes, volume was down, but prices were up. And prices were up, obviously, because it's all about supply and demand. So let's talk about the numbers. The number of sales in the greater Philadelphia area were down 20% over the past year. Crazy. The number of transactions were down 24%. However, sale prices were up 6.6% in Good this Good time area. to be a seller. And rates were what? 7, 8? 
really good time to be a seller. So then I started to dig into numbers nationally. Nationally, existing home sales were 4.9 million, 4.09 million, dropping to the lowest level since 1995. So all the research I did said that we we are down from a standpoint of total number of sales down to a 30-year number, which was really interesting. Um, while the median price reached a record high of, th- of 389000 So that's a record high in 2023, but yet we're back down to 1995 as far as total number of houses transacted. In January 2024, there were 30,098 homes for sale in the state of Pennsylvania, down 4.6% year over year. Huh. In January 2024... 27% of homes in Pennsylvania sold above list price, up 3.7 points from the year prior. So, yeah, although we are down transactionally, we are up in purchase price. Nice. So I noticed that you kept it pretty much um, national trends numbers locally, and you didn't get into specifics about the civil group and our overall production. I'm wondering if you're keeping that close to the vest until after the convention, I assume. Yes. I mean, that's a podcast in and of itself. Isn't oh, it? that's going to be a podcast <laughs> that, in and of that itself. Is. I mean, the, the unveiling of the civil group numbers for 2023, unless you want to, which no, you no, know. No, 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 no. You know, you kind of did this part. But I mean, even with all that's going on in our business, yes, our new management company, yes, the development company, you and I had our strongest year ever individually yes. and as partners, correct? Yes. Yeah, my back hurts a little bit. Oh, it does? <laughs> yeah, my back yeah. Hurts. <laughs> yeah, I bet it does. Um, <laughs> Carrying your ass around all year, totally my back hurts. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, no, but truthfully, we sold the most homes we've ever, ever transacted, either individually or together, last year, while at the same time building a spec home, which was fun, while at the same time, I don't know if many of our listeners out there know this, while, while also building a property management business, which TSG, is a new thing TSG for us. management. Yeah, it's a new thing for us. We manage all the Woodward, all the Woodward House Corp homes in the area not to be confused with george woodward, george company. woodward company we also manage some commercial real estate in chestnut hill and we manage a couple of one-offs as long as we stay in the the local area of some of our clients homes that are investment properties that are rented i, I mean i often wonder why you'd call anyone else but the area's top real estate professionals if you were looking to downsize and wanting to get into a rental in chestnut hill well we do have our finger on the pulse of those rentals yeah we also get to redo them right now, and we are making that housing stock the best we can make it in Chestnut Hill, right? I mean, we're trying to update it, put central air in it, and turn it over to a whole new generation of people looking to rent in Chestnut Hill. While still, pat on my back, pat on your back, transacting almost $100 million in real estate. Over $100 million, Jen. Over $100 million. Don't cut yourself short. Well, it was a long year. It was a long year, and my back hurts. I think it's like they say the days are long, but the years are short, something like that. It feels like that. Yes. But so, it still was fun. I mean, I think what what we do and the way we do it, we really have fun 
selling real estate and we have a really great team and we enjoy everybody's company. And I think that is obvious in each transaction. I think our sellers feel it because our sellers become our friends and it's really neat to hang out with our sellers and to see them enjoy our team and what we do as much as we do it. And then have them come and see our spec home and have them all there, which was also really fun. To have them enjoy in our success of building a spec house was pretty cool too, I thought. A couple more of those in the pipeline, right? A couple more coming soon while still turning over these management homes. Yeah. But it's your podcast, Michael. It's your outline. It's your um, it's your stick here. So you go ahead and finish it off there, Killer. Are you picking our ending song? No. I mean, I was kind of thinking Festivus for the rest of us. I'm going to bone to pick with you people. But I think the podcast said all said that. Said it all without yeah, doing that. I don't know. I need to break into my Costanza mode. Um, but you can tie it all up here. Well, everyone, thanks for spending your time with us today. Please DM us at The Civil Group on Instagram with any questions you may have. And we'll address your questions at the beginning of our next podcast. Any comments, um, complaints, or concerns, please address those to jason.williams at foxroach.com. He's pulling in his Bob Barker voice right now. He'll get back to you whenever. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more ramblings from The Civil Group. Yeah. How about that? Is that good? I mean, you've got to put the song into. Well, I think I got a different one. Oh, this is for Morgan. Huh? I said you playing this for Morgan. Maybe she'll get that sign in the window. Maybe she will. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being patient with our ramblings, and stay tuned for more from the Civil Group. Womp womp. How long was that?